This is a Federal News Network podcast. The General Services Administration is kicking off a two-year effort to reimagine services contracting across the government. Even with its successful OASIS contract in place, GSA continues to push how contractors will provide a wide range of services starting in 2023. Executive Editor Jason Miller, in his weekly Reporter's Notebook, writes about GSA's new initiative with a funny working title, Big Mac. Jason joins me now with the details. Jason, let's start with that name. It's not Big Mac, it's Big Mac. What does that stand for, and what are they doing there? Yes, go ahead and have some fun with it. You know, it's a contract brought to you by McDonald's. Wait a minute, it's a contract? No, it's a pen. You know, Tom, I'm sure our friend Larry Allen's already drumming up a press release that says Burger King submitted some sort of protest over it. But the Big Mac is a best-in-class multiple-word contract. And GSA fully admits it's a silly title. It's a working title. They will come up with something better, I'm sure. But for now, that's what we're going to call it. And uh, GSA released an RFI on that Big Mac just last week. And really, it's the first of two, and it's the first of a two-year effort, really, to shape this contract. And the Big Mac is really trying to reimagine the way services are provided to agencies through a, a major contract, to a government-wide effort. We've known for years that the OASIS contract has been very successful, but what they're trying to do here is really re-look at, okay, how did services get bought today? How can it change Services make up such a high percentage of agency procurement these days. Remember, Tom, when it was all products, you used to run that book that was, you know, buy this computer, buy that computer, buy that router, buy that switch. Now, if we ran that book, that magazine, it would be all services ads. And I think this is what they're trying to do is really rethink about how they can do it. Are they going to go to one contract instead of two? We know there's Oasis Unrestricted, Oasis Small Business. Are they going to go down the path of having an unpriced at the master contract level? And in fact, Jill Acreage, the Director of Customer Account Management for the Office of Professional Services within the GSA's Federal Acquisition Service, describes just what that acquisition strategy may look like. We're going to organize everything into what we're calling domains. Uh, they're different than pools, if you're familiar with Oasis, because instead of having a a single NAICS set the size standard and be the ordering NAICS code. By the time we launch, we'll have the ability to have any NAICS be an ordering NAICS under a domain. Um, and it'll be at the contracting officer's discretion. But the idea for industry is that you onboard to a domain and you technically qualify for all of those NAICS codes. So regardless of what the customer ordered, if they were ordering under R&D, but they were doing 541714, you're in that R&D fair opportunity group. And that's how it's kind of being set. So you'll also see crossover for NAICS codes because an NAICS code might be applicable to more than one category. Um, so we're going to welcome your input on this, this structure, as well as some of the thoughts on how you might want to participate. Uh, and obviously kind of the thoughts on how this works in a small and large contract combined. Again, Jill Acreage of the uh, Federal Acquisition Service at GSA. She spoke at the ACT IAC webinar last week, Tom, and, and I think this is going to be a very popular contract. People are really paying attention to it. So while a lot of things are still maybe in flux, I think they're really looking for the feedback from this initial RFI. And do they have a timeline for this? The first RFI is out. Anyone who wants to submit responses, it's a 27-page survey. So they're really looking to get some depth. That is due March 17th. But don't worry if you missed that one. There's plenty of other times. There's a there's an industry day coming up on April 1st. That's a virtual industry day. There's a second RFI scheduled around May timeframe. Again, that's going to look at functional capabilities, even source selection criteria. And then you'll see some sort of draft RFP later on in in, in this year, maybe early fiscal 2022. And then the final RFP and an awards will all come out in that, you know, late 
2022, early 2023 timeframe. So again, that's why this is such a long effort. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And now, as you mentioned, they have the Oasis contract that's been successful, but they're going to take a sharp turn away from it. Where are they headed then? Two things that are happening here. I think they recognize the, the success of Oasis. You know, if you look at the GSA dashboard that they put out, since 2015, Oasis has more than $33 billion worth of sales obligated against it. And it's pretty evenly split between large and small companies. I mean, last year alone, the, lar- the small business Oasis did more than $4 billion, while the large unrestricted Oasis did almost $6 billion. And if you look at the number of task orders going against, again, both about the same 299 against the unrestricted, 289 against the small business in 2020 alone. So there's a lot of agencies who really depended on it. And if you talk to the folks who represent industry, like Roger Waldron at the Coalition for Government Procurement, he spent a big part of his show last week on this idea of the Big Mac. And he says, listen, this is a very strategic contract oasis for a lot of companies. And I think that's why it's getting so much attention across the community. I don't think GSA thinks anything's wrong with Oasis per se, Tom. I just think they, they're, they're, they're taking a half a step back and saying, okay, this was good, but how can it be better? And I, when I spoke with Tris Carpenter, who's over at Red Hat Consulting, who helps vendors bid on contracts, he goes, listen, the services market is much more complex today than it ever was. And GSA has to recognize, and they are recognizing, that those changes are happening. You have a lot of integration that has to happen with services. You have a lot of duplication that's happening with services. And the way they're thinking about the Big Mac right now, which would be, you know, no on-ramps, just fully kind of open season. You can, once you're on, you're on, but then you can continue to, to apply to get on if you didn't get on the first time. He goes, this idea of race to qualify and sporadic on-ramps are really not good for industry, not good for the contracts because of the protests and such. So I think what he's saying and others is this is just part of that evolution, and it's also revolutionary because of some of the things they're trying to do. Any other concerns industry has? There's still a lot of questions out there. And, and, you know, I spoke with Alan Thomas, who's the former Federal Acquisition Service Commissioner during the Trump administration. And one of the things he highlighted was GSA has got to listen to industry. They have to ask questions, ask more questions, and ask more questions again. They're good about it, without a doubt, but but don't let up on it. The second thing is he su- suggested was they need to go to those agencies that are not big users of Oasis. We know Homeland Security and Air Force are big users, but maybe the Navy's not. So why and what can they do to make the Navy use this new professional services contract? And then third and finally, he's got he says GSA needs to look internally and have those really important conversations to deconflict scope with other contracts. And that's one of the big things that's come up. Oh, you know, Roger Waldron's brought it up and others that, well, how is this different than a schedules program? And actually, I asked Jill Akeridge from GSA that, and, and here's what she told me. There's capabilities that we can't do on schedules, and we tried to get the authority for it that are needed in the world of services. So that is cost-type contracting, non-commercial, as well as that unpriced aspect. Now, you will hear about unpriced market research that's happening to possibly incorporate that on schedules program as well. Um, So I'll give you kind of that early heads up, but we are moving forward with that earlier on this contract. The other thing is we do understand that there's you know, just scope areas that maybe schedules doesn't cover nicely today. And really, we want to set this up in a way that thinks through contracting from 
purely a services perspective. Schedules isn't designed in a way that has to also accommodate products. Um, and so it has some rules in there that maybe aren't the best for uh, services acquisition. Again, Jill Akeridge from the General Services Administration. Tom, I think there's a lot of interest in this. I think that there's a lot of concerns right now because there's just so much unknown. And I think that's why responding to these RFIs, this one and the one coming up in May, are so important for industry. And it's important for GSA to continue the conversation, which I'm sure they will. All right. Take out your Bic Jotter or whatever you've got and sign on and do that survey. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his reporter's notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.